You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 198, Helping Kids Adjust to Change. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. Welcome back to the podcast. I can't believe we're only two episodes away from 200. It's so exciting. Today, I want to talk with you about helping kids adjust to change. The idea for this episode came from a group call I had with my clients where we discussed the many transitions our kids go through over the course of a day. From small transitions, such as waking up in the morning, stopping playtime to get in the car, switching between classes at school and going to bed at night, to bigger ones like going back and forth between two parents' homes. These are some of the most stressful times for kids and for parents. Have you noticed? Why do kids have so much trouble with transitions and what can we do to help them? Well, change is hard for everyone because the human brain views change as a threat to survival. Its three main goals are to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. The brain figures if what you've been doing up until now hasn't killed you, you should just keep doing that rather than try something new or different. Switching gears requires energy that might be needed later to survive. So not only does the brain naturally resist change, but going from one activity or place to another requires skills that our kids likely haven't developed yet. Skills like planning, time management, organization, emotion and attention regulation, and flexible thinking. The way kids handle change has to do with several factors, including where they are developmentally, their temperament, and how we respond to their behavior. If you haven't listened to my episode on temperament, episode 191, please check it out. It's a game changer. I'll link to it in today's show notes. Kids will respond to transitions based on their temperament. For example, kids with a phlegmatic temperament are fairly easygoing but don't like to be rushed. Kids with a melancholic temperament thrive on order and routine, so an unexpected change could trigger anxiety or a meltdown. Kids with a sanguine temperament actually love spontaneity and adventure, but avoid anything that isn't fun and people-oriented, so anything task-oriented may be met with resistance. Finally, kids with a choleric temperament are very task-oriented, but can become inflexible when their sense of control is threatened. How you respond to your kid's behavior can also play a part in how they adapt. For example, if your child has a tantrum when it's time to leave the park because they haven't learned to manage their emotions yet, but you can't tolerate their big emotions, or you think it's a problem that they're having big emotions, and you extend your stay, your child learns that having a tantrum is a way to delay leaving the park. Your temperament also plays a big role in how you react to their behavior. For example, if your temperament is choleric and your child's is phlegmatic, 
you're likely to become impatient and irritated when your child is moving at a slower pace and you might threaten a consequence. But feeling threatened only causes phlegmatics to dig their heels in deeper, causing the transition to move slower, not faster. So what do we do? How can we help our kids adjust to change and make transitions smoother? Well, the first step is understanding your kids' wiring and their unique needs. So again, episode 191 is all about temperament, and there are some resources there to help you figure out your child's temperament. The second step is to start looking at situations through their lens and anticipating the obstacles. For example, every year, I anticipate that when my kids come home from sleepaway camp, there will be a lot of emotional ups and downs. They'll be excited to tell me stories and be in their comfy beds and eat their favorite meals, but they'll also be so sad to be away from their friends and the energy of camp. They might withdraw into their rooms with their phones. Having had a taste of independence and time away from me, they might be grumpy or argumentative when I ask them to do something around the house. Expecting this, I can be proactive and decide ahead of time how I want to think, feel, and behave when they come home. Notice, I didn't say anything about getting my kids to think, feel, and behave a certain way. Episode 164 is all about proactive parenting and this idea of deciding ahead of time how you want to show up as the mom regardless of your kid's behavior. So I decide that I want to feel compassion and understanding of their emotions and give them the physical and emotional space to reconnect with me rather than taking their behavior personally and making it mean something negative about me or about them. I offer lots of unstructured downtime and permission to sleep in that first week home, and I take their lead when it comes to talking about their experiences. This doesn't mean I let them speak disrespectfully to me or neglect their responsibilities, but I can help them adjust by meeting them where they are and validating their emotions first. There are some other basic strategies for making transitions easier. The first is to prepare ahead of time. Lay out clothes or make lunches the night before so mornings run more smoothly. Give your kids advance notice about upcoming changes like, we're leaving the house in 10 minutes when the timer goes off. Then have them repeat back to you what you've said to make sure they heard and understood you. You can also follow it up with a question to satisfy their need for competence by asking, what do you need to do to be ready to leave on time? Let them know what to expect. For example, you might say something like, when we get to the airport, I'm not going to be able to carry you because I have to carry the bags. Or give them an important job to do that assists in the transition, like looking for the gate number. For kids with a melancholic temperament especially, Let them know about any changes to the routine or schedule in advance. When that's not possible, be sensitive to their emotions. Dismissing them is only likely to exacerbate them. Invite your kids' input and ideas. Ask them what would make the transition easier. Maybe having a transitional object, such as a photograph or stuffed animal, can help them feel more grounded going from one place to another. In addition to talking about what will change, be sure to also talk about what will stay the same. Celebrate changes with special rituals or events and talk about how changes can be both scary and exciting and it's normal to feel both. 
Focus on and reinforce the behavior you want. When your child leaves the park without a meltdown, be sure to acknowledge that and point out the positive consequences of their behavior. For example, you could say, because you stopped playing and came to the car so calmly when I asked, we can come back again tomorrow. Above all, I think transitions are an opportunity to connect with kids and support them in learning how to deal with change. Even though we humans resist it, change is inevitable, and we can help our kids learn the skills needed to not only get through it, but even embrace it. How do you think about transitions and change? The way you think about it will impact how you deal with your kids when they're going through it. Do you adjust well to change? Why or why not? What emotions do you associate with change? Fear? Excitement? Dread? Overwhelm? Courage? Become curious about your relationship with change and how you want to feel about it and why. What would you need to think or believe in order to feel that way when your child is going through changes? These are the types of questions we explore through coaching so you can get to know yourself on a deeper level and understand how your thoughts impact your experience of life and the way you parent your kids. I'm all about helping moms embrace change as an opportunity for growth. If that sounds interesting to you, request a free consultation with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to see how my coaching can help you. That's it for today. I'll talk with you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.